I get what you're going for with like sabotage. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Interrupted. Two guys talking about just anything we want plus a little fantasy football. For all you ladies and gentlemen out there who need a little help in these last two weeks to get yourself into the playoffs. Hello, my name is Alex K, and to my right, it's J-Mac, J-Mac, a.k.a. Jamal. There he is. He's still here. He's still playing the game with us, even though it's probably down and out for this time of the season, but we'll find out. Feeling like Yeah, it. we'll find out how he's doing here. Let's talk about, uh, I want to go into our personal lives here real quick before we get right on into details about the fantasy and the football. Uh, I want to talk about bad beats in life. Uh, sort of these things that have happened to you where at the time you just, you couldn't figure out the why you were really upset about it, but you look back now and things couldn't have worked out better. Are you have any like instances or examples maybe in, in your life that worked out for the better? You know, when you said this through, I'm like, oh man, I don't know. I got to think about this. I'm just like, man, I don't know. It's kind of like a downer question, sort of. But then anyway, then I all of a sudden realized actually like my current situation that I'm in, the the job that I'm in is actually one of these exact moments that you're talking about here where uh, about a year ago, I was working a temp spot at this, uh, at the current job I'm at, at a studio. And it ended up was supposed to last from, I think it was like October all the way through May. And then all of a sudden in early November, find out that it's just like, they're cutting all temp positions and I was losing this job in like two weeks. So that happened. But then I ended up interviewing for another spot another job in the same company that I ended up getting. And I'm currently here still in this job. It's a full-time position and I wouldn't have applied for it had the temp job been cut short from what it was originally Man, supposed to be. Isn't that great too? Cause at the time you were just probably devastated. I had a similar instance where I had applied for a job. The interview went really well. I crushed it. You know, everyone was laughing. We all, we all mm-hmm. wanted to shake hands, but we couldn't uh, because of certain times And uh, I remember being really, really upset that I didn't get it. But because I didn't get it, it gave me a chance to really dig into my kids' baseball team. And I got to coach. We we had like two games a week and we were practicing three times a week. And and it was just it was a really great experience I wouldn't have had because I would have been in training for the job that I uh, thought that I needed in my life. And the, the saddest part about it is the day before the job opened, they canceled it all together for everybody. Wow. Well, I, I remember that, Alex, when you were getting into that, you were you're telling me about how you were getting all into the the data and the stats and you're helping out the coaches with, you know, picking the players and where to put them at in the positions and how to, you know, other parts of the lineup and all that kind of stuff and how much fun you were having and playing, uh, you know, being with. Yeah, your kids man, it was a lot of fun. You know, I love that math and sports put together thing for me is, is really where my joy is. But, you know, at times it can really get stressful. Uh, you know, you can get really stressed out, uh, if you put too much energy into it and you start getting into like week, week 12, does that ever happen to you in fantasy football? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That happens a lot to me in fantasy football. I'm always going into week 12 going, Oh, oh man, I'm ready for, I'm ready for a break here. And with that, I wanted to kind of get your sense. Where are you at going into week 12 here? Are you in that mode of like, are you stressed or are you kind of even just fervent where you're like so zeroed and you're like, I'm going to keep crushing this and I'm just going to 
kill that waiver wire and I'm just going to do all this homework, even though it's like week 12 and man, it's like beating a dead horse. It feels like, or, or are you kind of like in this Zen moment? Just like, you know what? I've done everything I can. Let's just see where everything kind of falls out. And then I'll get back into a You know, that Zen thing really sounds nice. That's not me uh, when it comes to fantasy football and life, maybe. Uh, but when fantasy football comes, uh, this is kind of where I start planning for my future. You know, this is where I start overlooking the last two weeks of the season. And I kind of I kind of wow. start looking at week 14, 15 and 16 when I should be still looking at. Week 12 and 13. That's my biggest pitfall. I see. I see. I think you do this too in the championship games that you're in. You look past the championship and then you don't actually I'm, do the I'm, right I've already drafted my team for next year. <laughs> For me, I'm just, I'm, I'm out, man. I'm just chill now. It's like, okay, I've done everything. I might take a look at the waiver wire, maybe here or there, but I got my team. I'm setting my team and I'm just letting him do what he's got to do. Yeah. So. You've always been real good about set it and forget it and then move on to your other leagues, especially when you leave people like uh, Carlos Hyde on the bench. As nice as it is mentally, it also burns me pretty good too. <laughs> but luckily this week wasn't like that. So all right, Alex, oh, let's get into yeah, these. Yeah, let's do it. No, oh, no, oh, I sorry. love it. Let's do some top five. Let's do some quarterback top fives. All right, Alex, I'm just, I'm just you know, everybody needs a little hand sometimes. Just keep moving along here. So, all right, yes, let's get into those top fives. And I'll start it off here with the quarterback position. And coming in at number five, we have, whoa, we have a Kirk Cousins sighting uh, well, there. Is. There he is. Kirk Cousins sightings with 22.96 points. Boy, oh boy. And the biggest shocker of all, which I guess really uh, isn't a shocker, is that he's actually on the right. waiver wire. Only 42% rostered in our leagues. Okay, coming in at number four, we have uh, the fill-in Taysom Hill. He is filling in for Mr. Drew Brees, and he had quite a game for himself for 24-plus points. He had 233 yards passing, 51 rushing, and two rushing touchdowns as well. So good for him. So all that talk about Jameis Winston kind of just went out the uh, window come Friday we, when we they decided so to pull much the about trigger on Hill. His air yards and how I even picked him up and spent exactly eight fab dollars on him and ended up dropping him because they decided to go with Hill. Yeah, so that that should actually be an interesting uh, further discussion. I, I saw a lot of is he is it Hill going to be the heir apparent to Bre uh, Breeze? Is it going to be Winston? There's a lot of talk there too. So more more fodder for later on. Uh, coming in at number three, we have Jared Goff, the Rams. The Rams and the Bucks had quite a game tonight. Uh, Jared Goff played really well. All of his receivers got a bunch of points. 376 yards through the air, three touchdowns. He did have two two interceptions, but 376 yards. That's really going to give you a nice uh, a nice size points there. Coming in at number two, this is the game, man. This guy, man, I, I, I'm so mad I don't have him in Dynasty. Justin Herbert, man. Right. Holy moly. 27 points, 366 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Just this guy is really starting to click right away. We talked about him a few weeks ago that this is the guy out of this rookie class that I think everybody should want next season. And coming in at number one, all right, I like to see this guy up here. I like him a lot. Deshaun Watson, 31 points. He put up 344 yards, two touchdowns through the air, and one on the ground. So really nice performance by Deshaun Watson against those New England Patriots. Yeah, so a, a very much different top five this week than we it's typically It's true. There was seen. no Aaron Rodgers. There wasn't a Brady up here. You know, they're just, there, were, there weren't those names that we see. We, there wasn't Pat Mahomes. 
Uh, wow. they, they weren't up there. We had kind of next year's future, I think, uh, like you said, in, in Herbert. I really, I really think he's going to be – he was the value quarterback of all the quarterbacks, I felt, because you oh, might, yeah. may have even gotten him off the waiver wire uh, in some leagues. Uh, and, yeah. like, picking up people off the waiver wire, like Taysom Hill, uh, Chris went ahead and picked him up, uh, which is fun. A, a fun fact about him is he was a tight end this first week if you were in an ESPN league with him. Uh, oh, they get wonky with their, their their registering of what positions players are in the ESPN leagues, I they, believe. They do that, but they took it away. They realized that that's unfair advantage, you know, if you had maybe – a Herbert, and then you put in Hill because you picked him up off the waiver wire on fr- Friday when they announced it, and you messed up the people who thought that it was Winston and they thought they could put a streamer in. But no, he was a tight end. He's no longer a tight end, but you know who's still a tight end? This top five list, Robert Tanyan coming at number five with 12 points. Dallas Goddard, he's on the list again with 16 points. Mark Andrews, I love it. I told you to stick with Mark Andrews last week, so I like to see him on there with 18 points. Uh, Darren Waller with 18.3 points. Love him. He's on my team. And then the number one tight end, there is no other tight end while Kittle is out this year, is Travis Kelsey with 22.8 points. Kelsey doing it again. I mean, look at you. With the two. You, you've been dying to have the two tight end role that I, I pulled off last year. And it is a wonderful thing. You just have to find the right two tight ends. And you first have to be able to get Kelsey and then find the next guy, be it Kittle or Darren Waller, which is not an easy thing. To Man, do. if I had dra- drafted Josh Jacobs, you know, could have, should have, would have. Yeah, I know. Well, Dallas Goddard making a nice showing, a nice comeback there for me. So I appreciate him kind of showing again what we all thought he was going to be. You and I really are big fans of Dallas Goddard as well. So, well, this is a this is a who's who though. The top five or top four, really, at least. You know, this is all the guys that we you yes, and I we, are really big on. We we talked about these guys constantly. About these are the guys you need. If you don't get these four guys forget about it. You know, they're just, don't even worry about it. You can stream a tight end or you'll figure it out. Uh, but yeah, as well, Kittle was on that list. Uh, right. But I mean, Kittle's hurt. So it's not like he didn't play well. He would have been on this list in this top five. So, but close enough, this is close to, we're going to get us to like our ideal as far as the tight ends go, uh, kind of the complete opposite of what the QB list looks like this week. And now let's, uh, let's do defense next. And then I'll come back to the tight ends list and I'll talk about the waiver wire tight ends that you could pick up a little later. Yeah, that sounds good because we always need some help in the tight end department. But right now, looking at the defense, coming in at number five, we have the Denver Broncos. All right, they're popping up here, coming in with 12 points. I guess honorable mention for Washington. They also have 12 points. Uh, Both these teams are not rostered on many, less than 50%. New Orleans comes in at number four. They had 16 points. They played Atlanta, so expected. Pittsburgh coming in at number three with 17 points, just doing their Pittsburgh thing. This has been one of the most steady picks I've almost ever made, or at least in the past few years of just week in and week out getting the almost identical points. And it's, it's really been a solid, uh, solid benefit for me this year. Uh, coming in at number two, we have Carolina coming in with 17 points as well. And in at number one, which is somewhat to be expected uh, against who they played Jeez. coming in with 20 points, the Cleveland Browns playing the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, I watched this game the whole game. It was just atrocious as far as an Eagles fan goes. I mean, the Browns weren't amazing. It was a sloppy weather soaked day, but overall Cleveland defense just 
pick the Eagles apart, and they deserve all. They did that offensive line just seemed to protect no one uh, or intimidate anyone, and. What well, he, you know where your days go when you give up a safety. I mean, that's how embarrassing it was. They had a safety. I mean, come on. Yeah, man. I mean, what do you do though? Do you put in Hurts? Uh, what do you do as a coach? Yeah, I, I mean, look, Wentz is a problem, uh, but there's also deeper problems, like you said, the offensive line. So I, I don't think like Hurts is just like this panacea that all of a sudden his team's going to start clicking. Although on the flip side, Wentz isn't doing himself any favors, and it's like. I just want to see what else this kid maybe can do. So I, I, I yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but like, it, it's a lot of confidence stuff. So let's say you put Hertz in, he wins a game. You start taking the locker room back. Yeah. I mean, it is, I mean, there's still enough time left in actual football that if you could just string off a few gutsy wins here, you can get back into the playoff conversation. But I, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm actually for trying out Hurts right now. I'm not completely like done on Wentz forever, but I'm also yeah. No, I mean you spend a bunch of money on him. I think you, as a coach, you still have to, uh, you still have to go with him, and until maybe he gets injured, and then maybe you pull the Hurts card as he gets hurt. Uh, that could possibly how this yeah. season ends. So tell we'll us, see. Tell us, uh, tell us who else got hurt this week. All right. Thank you. Oh, Alex. I absolutely love that segue. You just gave me there. <laughs> so thank you so much. You're getting, you're really starting to get comfy in that hosting chair there. So well done friend. Well done. All right. Let's start with our current events, breaking news. And it's pretty much it's all injury reports as this typically has been this year. So the big one, Joe Burrow out for the season with an ACL MCL tear. That, that kind of stinks. He really was starting to gel. I had a couple players uh, throughout my different leagues from uh, Cincinnati. Uh, Tyler Boyd, uh, that's that's my big question is, what do you think happens? That's what I mean. Value? Doesn't his value go to like Giovanni Bernard for a little bit? Like, isn't that the idea? It feels like it. Honestly, I don't even know who their backup is. So I, all of a sudden now, my Tyler Boyd, who is, has been another really solid wide receiver three for me all season long, he really has been great. Now I have to decide, do I want to keep him in there and try it out? What do you think? Like, if would you keep him in one more week to see how this goes? Or would you try if you had somebody else who's like has potential at wide receiver three? To how has he been there? doing for you? He's been what's what's his uh, normal? I'd say his floor is probably 10 points and his you know, ceiling is probably around 18 I, to 20 I say points. Keep him in uh, mainly because they're going to be behind. Right. Like, don't you think they're going to be throwing the ball? Good point. Good point. I mean, you know, I Tyler Boyd's still a talent, so hopefully, you know, as you get a game manager back up in there, and you can still stick it on because AJ Green ain't doing anything in the in Cincinnati yeah, I mean, right uh, now. One one touchdown last week, first touchdown in since like what 2018. But I think you brought this up. The worry is, oh, maybe that's all it was. He needs a new quarterback in there. Wouldn't that be funny? Now he's so the I, uh, the oh. player to pick up. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> my life if that is the case. All right, well, st- let's move on here. And uh, coming in with some more COVID news now, uh, the Ravens, man. Talk about a team with just like, we're talking about the Minnesota Vikings that if uh, all in right? get, get uh, injury hurt or something, you're in trouble. So the Ravens here, their running back room, their two main marquee running backs, Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins, both test positive for COVID-19 are now in quarantine, and they have a Thursday night game. So it's almost all but impossible for them to possibly get back. Yeah, they're the not coming game. in, so that means you're going to bring in the third string running back. It's Gus Edwards train rolling choo, into town choo. here, man. What do you I think? think? He, 
The funny part is, I got on board of this train two weeks ago, man. So I'm no, I don't think right you now. are. They're going up against Pittsburgh next week, which is like 31st in run defense. All right, but now, do you think that Lamar Jackson has high value now, though? Because all they can do is I, sling the ball. No, I don't. I think they're going to get crushed. I think the the. Oh, you think this is like devastating The Baltimore-Pittsburgh game is usually a field goal fest of the chippiest nature. And so not, yeah, now you're no, taking away two of the best running backs that they have. And, and nothing against Gus Edwards, but like you're at your third string at this point. I'm not, I'm not all in on the Gus Edwards train. There is a reason he is their third string running back. I don't know. So do you think I'm going to try it? I could try to test the water, see if anybody wants to trade for him. Cause you know, people would have went and spent a good amount of fab on him just because it's late. In the you season know, Albie actually back. offered him to me for fab money. He was like, cause he doesn't have any money. He spent all his money. So for Gus, for Edwards, Gus Edwards, he was he, like, he, I need some think- money for Gus Edwards. And I just, I left him on red. Oh really? Oh oh, you just didn't didn't respond. Nothing. Oh okay, you, I see. You how taught it is. me. So that's you how taught you roll. Me, uh, exactly how to deal with trades. Uh, you don't. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, insulting trades. Just don't even. It wasn't insulting. Engage. I just didn't. all right. And we got. Yeah, I just didn't. Let's keep moving. <laughs> see, it is. It's getting a little late in the season. Yeah, it's hard to keep track of all yeah. this stuff. So so COVID. Engaged. All right. Anyway, we got one. We got one more. One more. One more here. We got this one's actually a pretty big one. Uh, so uh, the Vikings place uh, wide receiver Adam Thielen on the COVID reserve list as well. So again, not as sure if this is a positive test or if he was just in contact with somebody. His game's not till Sunday, so he's not completely ruled out with the chance of coming back. But something you got to manage now. Keep in touch. Uh, keep tabs on. See what's happening throughout the week because. If right. he's not ready to go, that's a big blow for anybody who is an Adam. Sure, Thielen you then owner. have to go to the waiver wire to pick up some wide receivers. Uh, you know uh, what? Also, we could talk about some top five wide receivers. Uh, if if you let's uh, do it. That's uh see that's how the transition works. Transitioning in, transitioning out. I like how that happened. That was all natural. Too. Number Beautiful five, Tyreek Hill with twenty one point five points. D bird uh, was apparently the wide receiver for Bellatrix this week with 23 points. Uh, Rob, Robert Woods. Oh, I love Robert Woods of the Rams with 24.6 points. Keenan Allen on this list for the first time in a little bit, 26.5 points. Wow. He's got 145 yards and a touchdown on 16 catches. Good night. It was a Keenan Allen day against the G A E T S jets, jets, jets. And then, Thielen, Adam Thielen, number one spot with 28.3 points. He had two touchdowns, but like you said, he's on the list for next week. So that'll hurt if you've got Adam Thielen's shares. You know, it's so weird. This has happened a couple times where whoever hits the the number one spot in a certain position, I think wide receiver a lot, all of a sudden they either get hurt or they're on the COVID list for the following week and they can't ever do a, a you know, a second week of that. I wish that happened. To, no, no, I, no, I shouldn't yeah. say that. Nah, let's not. No. So anyway, um, uh, I do want to just give an honorable mention to Cooper Cup here because it was the L.A. Rams show. And both him and Robert it Woods sure both was. like lit it up, though. He came in with 20 points down here, just four points off Robert Woods, just that he had a few above him. But, uh, yeah, the Rams really putting on a show with their wide receivers yeah, that's this a great week. addition, as well as Devontae Adams is on that list of the honorable mentions. 
Let's move into the running backs. And coming in at number five, we have Melvin Gordon of the Denver Broncos. Melvin Gordon's kind of been quietly doing some good work out there in Denver and kind of always getting into the bottom part of these top fives here and there. So I, I, I like what Melvin Gordon's doing out there. He, he almost lost points. the game coming for in him at number. Too. He, he oh, fumbled, okay. at, the, I mean, he fumbled like, at the one yard line. Anyway, go ahead. I'm I know, I know. I'm sorry. Stats. I didn't mean, right I didn't mean me, to interrupt you. White. I didn't mean I, to interrupt you. I love the color commentary, man. I love it. Please throw it Number in there. Interrupt me is... all day long, Alex. This is Ezekiel Elliott. So Dallas had a bounce back game, looking more like the Zeke of old. He had 103 yards, one touchdown, receiving touchdown. So that's a little bit more of what we've been expecting out of Zeke. Right after the week, we were talking about uh, how his stats have been kind of dipping. So it's good for him to get back up into the top five here. Coming in at number three, we have your man, the Ubin, talking about all season. Derek Henry of the Tennessee Titans with that overtime game-winning touchdown run that really just vaulted him up into the top five here. He had, 19 he had like points, he only had like 33 yards on the ground. Most of the wow. game and then that overtime run. Well, that's, sometimes that's how it is, but it doesn't that's matter. True. At the end of the day, he had his he had his owners 19 points. So coming in at number two, oh, a Clyde Edwards Hilaire sighting. All right, so this guy was supposed to be the big rookie wide running back of the season, and uh, he has a bit of up and down, but. Uh, coming in with uh, 20 points, he had 69 rushing yards and two touchdowns and uh, a few through the air. So that's him coming up, uh, breaking into the top five. And number one, again, Dalvin Cook, 22 points, 115 yards on the ground and a touchdown. So Dalvin Cook doing Dalvin Cook things. I I would be less bitter about this if it wasn't on Frankie's team. That's just one of those things. I this agree. Season. Uh you know, there's nothing I could have done about it because I think he drafted him like fourth overall. Yeah, this is one of those ones where I could have, I, I probably would have, uh, no, I would have went with Kamara, I think, over at the number four spot. But, you know, I could have had Cook, but I, you know, I had I'd a had Derek Henry. I don't I'd regret it Derek. too much. That was who I wanted. All right, so Dalvin Cook popping up again. So it'll be interesting to see how the final rankings, uh, the final stats uh, shake out. Is it going to be Cook? Is it going to be Henry? Is it going to be Kamara? You know, yeah, where's it really all going to land? Really cool to see how the final rankings uh, come out, kind of like our rankings in our matchup in LA Locals. How are you doing? Oof. Uh, actually, this week was a better week in LA locals. I got to play Kyle, one of the the le- le- uh, one of the lesser teams in our league. He's he's never quite on top of all of his stuff. I beat him one sixteen. Huh? You didn't have to really try that hard. No, I was great. I had a bounce back week. I didn't have to worry too much about my roster. I just could put in the good starters and not have all these debates too much. Um, I could have put in Hyde, Carlos Hyde off the IR. I missed that one. These Thursday games kill me. I I, I got to say, this, it's part of my whole problem midseason is the Thursday games. I just lose track, lose interest, and... I then just screw up a lot because of that. And I have to like fix it because of that. Koo is on my bench, but also I only, he only had a few more points in my kicker. All good. Same thing. I ended up having the Seattle kicker on because the yeah. Thursday game started. Uh, before yeah, I, I, could wondered, drop I wondered why you kept the second kicker for like the fourth week in a row. You know, maybe I did it as a defensive mood. We yeah, can maybe, get into that. Yeah, that would be the only bit, reason. But, uh, that would be the only reason. Uh, 
So yeah, but it's all good. So it was a nice bounce back win after I had a loss, two losses in a row. So I'm keeping, I'm staying in there. I'm still in the seventh spot. I think I'll stay there this week, but I'm hanging on for a possible uh, sneaking into the playoffs. So I'm. You still got alive. lucky that the uh, the sixth and the fifth person lost, or the two people above you. Uh, or under you. I always mess that up for you. No, no. So I would have been better. The one right above me, James, he, he ended did. up winning. Yeah. If I, if he lost, I would have jumped up into the sixth spot, but he won and four or five lost, but they're just moving down now because they still have more well, points. Well, than I'm, me, points I'm going up so. against James this week. So maybe, you know, maybe if you pick up the right person that he needs, uh, it'll be easier for me to beat him, which would be like, Sort of like okay. sabotaging James. But again, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Yes. So how, how did you I want to get Sam, which is like if my origin story is like my nemesis and like somewhere along the lines. Well, more like a friend, more like a friend of me, because you guys are rather you really want to beat each other up. But you guys are always used to, you know, had your sidebar chats too, like you're texting. Like, should I do this? Should I do that? It's together. And- we would be unstoppable. But apart, we are at each other's throats. You know, does that make any sense? Uh well, maybe you guys should just have a merger of your two teams and then we'll bring in uh, more people from the group. We, we actually do have one one team that's like that where we're both managers on it, but I don't ever check it. It's his team. All right. Um, but I beat him this week pretty handedly. He, he seems like he just doesn't do as well as he did uh, that one year that he won. You know what I mean? Like it's been it's been some hardships for him. Yeah, he's one of those guys that he kind of rode high off of that for a while, and he kind of got the aura that, oh, yeah, Sam knows what he's doing, and now that that, that mythos is just completely <laughs> falling apart this season. It just He had some bad beats, and, and he's won without needing the points. And so I kind of went into it like you went into it with Kyle, where I, I thought I'd play around a little bit. I dropped a kicker. I picked up another kicker that I didn't need. I had three defenses. I was doing a lot of stuff that I didn't need to do because – I was going to play around. I, I went with, uh, you know, with whatever I want to do. But I won, uh, and that's all that matters. I could have started um, Jamal Williams for Todd Gurley, you know, but. Well, you were coming at me with some of these, like, should I do this or that? And I was just like, just let it go, man. It's Sam. He's not that good. You don't have to worry. You were kind of like stressing oh, my quarterback. out on like, some Because um, I went for with Winston because yeah. I didn't want to go with Wentz. And luckily in garbage time, he got a, he got the refs gave him a quarter, uh, gave him a touchdown. So that he got, you know, 16 points instead of 10 points to save his day. Uh, yeah. yeah. Other leagues, how'd you do all over the board? Uh, I'm 0-2. Uh, and I want to talk about my dynasty in a moment. But uh, the other one, I tried. I just didn't have... I. Yeah, my my like work league is just I, I I'm I'm done I'm I'm kaput I'm I'm out of it I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, yeah I, I tried really hard to find a couple of players I could really get in there and none of them excelled this week so it was it was a tough go and if I won out I would have had a chance to make the playoffs but now I'm done so you know uh, that'll lead me into what I might need to do in the future weeks like should I stay with it should I just forget about it but we could talk about that in a minute how did you do oh man I was perfect I went 4-0 I have Herbert on my other money league team I've got Dalvin Cook on that team Um, I just I should have picked up Koo Koo was on the waiver wire and I left him down there because I went with Sanders 
See, that's the silver lining for you. Like, even though in this league is kind of your main league and this is really where you put all your eggs and like put a lot of your stock, but it's nice to have those other leagues where you can still pick up those players that you, you and I talk about and have fun with like, oh man, only if I had Justin Herbert. Well, on your other league, you have him. Then you get to enjoy his greatness that it he's doing. It is true. I do like to kind of mix it up a little, a little bit when it's not as competitive, but uh, those other leagues just don't... Um, they don't spurt sort of a podcast, if you will. You know, that's kind of the beauty of this league. You know, we when we started it, we never really knew what we were getting into. And now here we are, you know, kind of like bad, kind of like bad beats. Uh, you don't really know uh, when something's going your way until later when you look back and go, man, that really was a good thing when I when I thought it wasn't. So that's kind of something I want to keep in mind, you know, always remind myself. Absolutely. Well, uh, sticking with those, uh, you know, bad beats, uh, I wouldn't mind getting Let's into some it. strategy tell talk us, here. Tell us. All right. So, uh, just to start with this dynasty. So a little update. I, this week, all right, last week we talked about what should I do? So I, I'm kind of mad at my league because of this whole over rostering fiasco, which is dumb and supposedly a new role. And I, whatever. So you and I talked about like, I should start doing this taxi claim. Well, I got in a little late on doing the taxi claim, so I couldn't do that strategy. I was like, okay, whatever. And then I decided, well, maybe I'm really going to fuck with them. And I put in a, let's call it a less than desirable. Oh yeah. Why would this you, week. What, did you try <laughs> to let somebody else win handedly? Is that what it was? Well, you know, I like to think about it. I wanted to shake things up a little bit. I lost three in a row and I wanted to kind of see if I could, you know, kind of energize the team by throwing them in and, you know, like shaking it up a bit and giving some guys who've been riding the bench and see if like if I gave, put them in, they'd rise to the oh, occasion and really just they didn't shine. Rise. No, but they didn't. They didn't. But, you know. So this ended up causing a lot of consternation in Dynasty <laughs> League, though. They are not oh, happy no. with me at, oh, all, no. at all, at all. And it's kind of making me laugh, yeah, because they're all annoyed. And they're talking about the integrity of the league and like, oh, well, you know, let's let's crucify them and, you know. I'm like, I, so I haven't responded yet. And I kind of wanted to just throw some ideas out to you. How should I respond uh, to this? The best way, the best way to read. Oh, so you, so you're, oh, you you're silence, you, just the nothing. less you say, the more they stir. This is the most riled up, uh, the whole season. Actually, this is the second most riled up everybody's been. Like I said, earlier in the season, it was something about the, when all the COVID stuff was happening and players were getting on the list and not playing, and there was a lot of talk back. But this is this is getting everybody else chiming in, which we don't typically do. So my thought was, first off, I, I have a, th a couple things. Like, I control them. I could, I could troll them. I could play dumb. I could be defiant. Or I could be like, oh, super smart. So like if I trolled them, one of what this is like my number one thing I want to do. And I think I could do it regardless. <laughs> and I could kind of do two things. I just want to type back processing dot, dot, dot. So you don't get that joke, do you? Because you're a computer? No. Okay. Let me just, there, there's a, there's an inside backstory to that. Uh, in the NBA, 
the 76ers, the Philadelphia 76ers went through this plan where they pretty much were getting rid of all of their, like anybody who's a decent player. This was around 2011 and they were just trading everybody away to get a whole bunch of draft picks. And, and then also that ended up being really, really bad because they didn't have any real good players on the team anymore. So then they, when you're really bad, you get a high draft pick and that's part of probably the reason. And so long story short, they ended up getting some really high draft picks and have two of the best players in the league now on their team. This whole saga was called The Process, where they went through like three, four, five seasons of being really, really bad in order to get really, really good. So the inside joke is I'm processing because one of the players is that's what he he, he calls himself gotcha. The Process now. That's gotcha. his nickname. Yeah, no, you shouldn't do that. That one, that one's not good. Um, but you, what you should do... Oh, see, but they, they would get the joke. They're sports guys, you know, not just football. Fair enough, so fair anyway, enough. so that would be processing. And then I wouldn't say anything for a little bit. And then I come back and then I'm thinking of kind of being like defiant and also smart. We're like, listen, man, I'm allowed to do this. These are, there's nowhere in the rule book that says I can't. If, you know, Mr. Yeah, Needle knows, like- you know, nerdy knows over there with... That wants to go scour the rule book for this. Hey, man, it's not in there. Make a rule up then. There's not enough rules in my dumb league already. So <laughs> Why make can't up you some take a ones. flyer on all of Assholes. your players that are on your bench? I, so I, I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, and also after this week went down, like I honestly can make a legit argument for almost everybody I put in. I put in Baker Mayfield. Sure. I could say, well, he was going up one against a bad defense. And also Ryan Tannehill didn't play well. And so like, I wasn't sure how he was going to do. So I went to try that. I put in Karen Johnson because uh, DeAndre Swift went down in Detroit and I was just hoping maybe he could get some lightning in a bottle. Uh, Miles Sanders has been playing great. Uh, Ronald Jones Jr. I didn't have any trust in this week. And then in wide receiver, that's the one where it's a little more difficult. I did put in <laughs> John Hightower and Devin DeRay on the Baltimore but the same thing. Maybe you never know. Also, I put in Michael Pittman Jr. played well. Uh, Corey Davis played okay. Uh, then I put in the Houston yeah. tight end. So Michael I Pittman think Jr. is one of those ones I wish I had on my team. Those are my. He's one of my coulda, woulda, shouldas. Yeah, I, I had him eyed up again. Anyway, I'm kind of getting a little more weeds here that we have. To, we don't have to keep going on about. So anyway, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a little bit defiant and be like, listen, man, this is my team. I can do what I want. And I was trying something out, hoping to. If I struck all those guys that where I was just like, here's what I thought. I could try and like play the stock market on this guy or that guy, but it's like, well, let's screw it. Who knows which one? I'll just put them all in and see how this goes. De- Darren, uh, DeAndre Hopkins didn't play super great. He only had seven points. So again, all the guys I didn't play outside, yeah, all of them except for maybe Mike Evans didn't have a really good game. So I don't feel like I'm, I have some. Justification yeah, I mean, they they're it. smart guys. They know what you're doing. Uh, so and it's a dick move. So I appreciate it. Uh, so that that I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a dick move, and I, I you know what? It was just if they were gonna do chip chippy stuff, I'm gonna you know I'll chip you right back. Why should man. you? Why why shouldn't you? Why why should you just lay down and just you you know you messed up? Uh, and and that's not always your fault. I don't feel like it was completely malicious for you to have too many players uh, on your your roster because of some, some rule. Right. Like why, why would I do that? Like, why would I want to do that? That's just dumb. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Let me try to, let me try to sneak by here with two extra guys on my roster. Yeah, Thanks so, guys. Like, I mean, it's so, yeah, so, so dumb. I mean, like you're upset and nobody seems to care. And, and, and there is no rule and, and why not? You know, psychological warfare is a part of, uh, 
kind of any sort of competition. Yeah, I agree. I'm taking the this. I'm taking a page out of my co-host book. This is this is what I'm doing. I typically would not do something like this, but I was like, you know what? I really it's just want to push though, the isn't it? Isn't it book. fun? I really, really do, and it is fun. I mean, there's a slight part of me that's like slightly guilty because I normally wouldn't do this, but I'm starting to move away from that and be like, no, find the gray. Why not live in it? And why push not, the buttons, man? Like man. seriously, like it's not a gonna rule. Not I like you because this. you you took advantage of a rule. Yeah. And look, I mean, this is like a long, this is like me playing chess though, because it did end up hurting me because I ended up losing the game. I almost won the game. I only lost by like eight yeah, But points. who cares? I mean, you're not making it affair. to the playoffs. Who cares if you win? You're not, you're not making right. money. Well, and that, well, that's what they're like. Oh, well, he's only like a game out. And it's like, yeah, I'm a game out. But it's the same problem with me in our LA locals. Like I'm so far down in points four that I would need a lot of other dominoes oh, for to sure. fall in order you for me to You need James to lose this week, uh, which is good because he's playing me. Exactly. Right, right, exactly. Which means so, the uh, next and week then I, he's oh, play I him, might play him the final which week means for a play. You, you oh, actually could get that six spot, is what I've been telling you uh, all week, all week long. And uh, I guess that can that bring us into our waiver wire pickups this week. Uh, I've got a tight end list here because I love those tight ends this year for some reason. You do love um, tight ends. If Alex, you need a tight end, tight go end. get Jack Doyle uh, from Indy. You've got Herndon. New York Jets, I'd stay away from Herndon, but he's up there. Uh, then you've got Schultz and Aikens, but again, Houston not sold on which tight end to pick up. And then Rodgers from Philadelphia, if you absolutely need a tight end. You know, Goddard's doing Goddard things, but, you know. Rashad Rodgers, he's actually played pretty well the past few weeks and just seems to be in the right place at the right time as a release valve for Wentz. So I don't disagree if you are really struggling for tight ends to take a flyer on him. You could do yeah, a lot. But those worse. are my tight end waiver wire pickups for the week. You know, we haven't been doing a lot of those this this year because they've kind of fallen into the top five just on their own. And this week they didn't because we had those number fours just filling spots. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I know it has kind of started uh, morphing into uh, we, we see a few people who shoot up there who are on the waiver wire. So but it's nice for you to bring it back with the tight ends because that is your kind of sweet spot, Alex. I'm that learning. is your one where you have I'm a learning good feel that for. that's an important. I mean, you got the two of the tight end, top tight ends. It, it in ha- football and right I've had to play team, both so of them all year long when I could. The top four tight ends are really like wide receivers at this point in uh, in the NFL. So, do you have any start sit debates for me for next week, or is that about it? We need to wrap this up. You wanna? I actually give you the actual sit start debate I'm having. It's going to be Tyler Boyd or Sterling Shepard of the Giants or uh, Malcolm Hardman of the I don't, Kansas City I don't City trust Chiefs. the Chiefs like, wide receivers that aren't named Hill or Kelsey. Um, and Sterling, Sterling Shepard, here's here's what I what I see. Uh week seven, fifteen points, eight, twelve points, nine, eight points, ten, seven points. My trend points downward, but the matchup is against Cincinnati. So at least his floor is seven points. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I'll have to monitor this one throughout the week and see how it goes. I, I don't know where I have to fight, do a little more digging into the Cincinnati team. But you know what? It's going to be probably one of these decisions where I'll stick with him. He's been a starter guy. Let's just ride him out at least this week. And we'll yeah, see you're where against we go Sam, there, so, so you can kind of have fun with it. 
I know. Have a little fun with it. You know, take a little gamble here. Take a little risk. So it's this part of the season because when you got guys like Sam who are out of it, yep. I mean, do you think he's – I don't think he – you know, what is he going to do? Is he going to play – he's going to try to play, uh, you know, ruiner? Is he going to try to play uh, the buster I think here? it may happen by accident if it does. You know, the, those people that just accidentally don't pay attention uh, and then, boom, their player goes off if anything happens. But – yeah, nothing by their doing, just just dumb luck. So I'll, I'll uh, at least I feel a little better that way. So uh, leading into probably my playing game against James the following That's it. week. Um, so if there's nothing else, uh, you can reach us at Fantasy Football Wins on Instagram. You can find me at Alex Laughs on TikTok. J Mac, where can they find you? They can find me at Jay Stravs on Twitter and they can reach us at fantasy football strategy at gmail.com. So any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, or just want to tell us how great of a job we're doing and congratulate us for another <laughs> getting through another week or congratulate uh, we'll yourself for making so, it this far into the podcast. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That. <laughs> That's all you have to say. Say I made it. We'll know what you mean. We'll know what you mean. All right, right, Alex. Good luck. Later, man.